0: And we'll have a widely scattered shower, thunderstorm, and then rounds of storms and showers should return tomorrow, and some of that could become locally heavy. Early morning starts off 70s, rain cold spots tomorrow, but the highs should make it into the mid-80s before the showers about the area. Followed by a round or two of storms repeated Wednesday with additional tropical moisture in place. Towards the end of the week, less rain chance, a little more heat pulled back up as a result. Ralph Sanji, WGSO.
1: CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits. For more information, visit CDC.gov.
2: This is the end of the show for the food show for today. We don't do these in French quarters or any uh, unusual, uh, splitting it up into pieces. Uh, but it, it is raining uh, pretty elaborate and pretty uh, heavily right now, uh, right in front of the, our studios here. And, uh, and also some uh, people who have uh, pulled out their phones told me uh, it is a pretty good rainy area. And uh, it's, you can relax. Uh, I don't think we're talking about any really bad damage or anything, but uh, we do have the time to sit down and share each other's uh, stories about what do you do in a situation like that and uh, what do you get in terms of eating. Uh, You know, I remember the big uh, issue some time ago when we had some heavy rain, Uh, we really had to get away or we would be stuck. We don't have that problem today, and uh, we've been looking at it and checking out a bunch of restaurants today, and there's one of them that I found here, and I uh, failed myself, and maybe you know the answers. Uh, I'm going to translate
3: all that. Hi, it's it's the Food Show.
2: uh, Mary A. is here.
3: (laughs) Hey there. It is Tuesday, the Food Show. Yeah. We're the FitzMorrises, and it is not raining, by the way. Um, what well, isn't now, but yeah, Tom but it lives was. in this it, eternal fear of, of rain. But anyway, um, it is uh, Tuesday, and uh, the twenty eighth of July, and we have two guests today in the three o'clock hour. But until Great. then, it's going to be just us. So give us a call. The phone number is five five six nine six nine six. What Tom was trying to say is that we had a big lunch today.
2: We did, and it was in a, a restaurant that opened, oh gosh, I'd, I'd only be guessing at this, something like 25? Yeah, yeah. Or, it's been
3: a while. I it's think it's probably been 20 years. It's I a, think it's been around since the turn of the century. Yes, I do. Uh,
2: could be. Uh, I, there were restaurants in there for quite some time, uh, but also they, these were kind of neighborhood. It's hard to explain what kind of place this was.
3: This place we're talking about today?
2: Yeah.
3: Well, you know, we never have been big fans of it. I think we've only been once, and that was enough to declare it not good enough for us. And that was a really long time ago. It was like, I don't know. That is
2: exactly 12,
3: 13 years ago. So when we are closer to home now, and so we're, you know, getting bored with the usual places, and we went to actually, we went down to Saya's. To pursue Steve's recommendation of the great uh, roast beef poor boy for seven dollars. So um, originally we had planned to go across the lake today to eat oysters. Mm, and um, um, we haven't done that Time just kept drifting and drifting and drifting away, and then it became too late to make that trip. So we were looking for a place closer, but we've already done all of those a million times. So we're trying to be a little bit more. We're trying to extend the reach a little bit. So I thought, you know what, we'll just go ahead. And and we were planning to go this evening to go eat the oysters. And I thought, we'll just go ahead and grab a sandwich down at Saya. So we went to Saya's And... uh there was a line. There was three, four people in line, and uh, we didn't order ahead of time. So I decided uh, when I time didn't want to stay. I didn't want to stay, so we left. And I thought, well, we're just going to ride around Mandeville a little bit, see what we discover, and then we passed Bistro Byron's. And um, on the recommendation of a friend recently, that we were overdue to try it again, we did. So we went to Bistro. For lunch, which is part of a group, it is—it's um, not a corporate place. It's a franchisee, and um, and so we were. It, it's a it, bistro is the word. It's like a French bistro, only you. Tom made an interesting point. I thought when I walked in, I thought, you know, this is a really cute place. And then you said it was something for the 80s or the 70s even, which I could see. So that kind of soured me on it. But, uh, but then you started raving about the food. So, so tell us what you like, Tom.
2: Well, it's one thing that uh, was there at, in the beginning of this conversation, Uh, And it was kind of surprising because one of us or somebody uh, might have just been a phone call. But I think there was at least one person who was uh, sitting at our table right now in our studios. And uh, we... we, Who did what? Well, in this case, um, he put this together and had a a conduct of uh, this attraction... It's uh, the show that we were just describing here, but they have we someone. Had, we
3: had spin dip is what we started dip. with. We had spin dip.
4: And we had
3: spin uh, I was I was intrigued by the spin dip because I expected it to be pita or um, sometimes it's, it's served with like a chimes, which I think has a really good one, with fried bow tie pasta. I knew it was going to be some vessel for carrying spin dip that i shouldn't eat but i was not expecting it to be potato chips which i thought was interesting um i did ask when they had they have they make a big deal out of their chips you can get the chips with crab and bacon and blue cheese and I thought okay well this sounds really interesting they must be doing these themselves so I asked if they were cutting them in the back and he said no they come in and I said are they frozen and he said yes they come in frozen and then we fry them and so I thought oh this is gonna be kind of a boring you know frozen fry kind of thing but it wasn't it was like if they hadn't told me that the chips were coming in frozen, I would have thought they were cutting them fresh. They were crisp. They were thick, kettle-cut fries. They were, such,
2: they were crispy for sure. Yeah, they were very crispy. Yeah, you almost had to really I was about, to say, down. I
3: was about to say, did you break a tooth, Tom? Because I know you always worry about that. Also, you got some fried eggplant, right?
2: Some fried eggplants. Mm-hmm. There was a red sauce that was hard to put your foot on, but it was very good. Uh huh. And we had, uh, as the main point, was... Uh, trout they didn't identify what kind of it's trout it is a rainbow was. trout a rainbow trout well, uh-huh. well then that's, that is interesting because that came from the northern half of the united states like
3: that's, northwest isn't it the rainbow trout's northwest yes
2: yeah north yeah and uh, so the rivers of words, the northwest these the, these came out of rivers as opposed to what well, our trout yeah. are around here it, they came out of the right. gulf of mexico right. so yes. uh, uh-huh. anyway but, but you
3: liked it a lot, right? I
2: did. Yeah. As a matter of fact, everything on there, with except with the exception of uh, some asparagus that was kind of tough that I didn't think was much.
3: Maybe you don't like asparagus. That's the second no, time. I, I, the second time you've said something about the asparagus that you've had well, that you don't like. I mean, I don't like asparagus.
2: There's a lot of it being uh, being uh, uh, they've been overcooked it, or uh,
3: underpicked. A variety or, of things. Uh-huh.
2: Usually undercooked. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's there was one thing in the middle of all of this was something that I uh, made me kind of stop and let's work on this and find out what this is about. Uh, I can't do it fast enough right you had now. Had like a little
3: potato croquette too.
2: Um, we had those too. Yes. Yeah. It's like
3: a little fried mashed and we potato. We had some crab meat
2: in there, although that no, was was a, no
3: crab meat. Yeah. Just like a fried mashed potato patty which well, was extremely ordinary looking. It was nice enough. It was definitely nice enough. I got a burger, which was uh, very nice looking. It well, looked like a Houston burger.
2: Yeah. No. It, um, Marianne, okay. uh, she went for the, the, the burger, which is, you know, kind of. Ordinary. We've seen it before. Yeah, right. But.
3: Uh, <laughs> but you would expect Marianne to do.
2: But But here's. <laughs> Here's the most interesting thing that happened. Well, you are gonna today. have to
3: hold on to it. You're gonna have to hold on to it because we we have to take a break. Oh we do, okay. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and well, take a break and,
2: and after we will we'll be
3: right back Thanks. to talk about lunch.
2: Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental, Metairie, 888 8588.
4: A French chef in New Orleans once said, Ladies love chocolate, and they do. The more premium, the better. Now, New Orleans has a first class chocolatier, Piety and Desire Chocolates. Handcrafted by owner Chris Nobles from only ethically traded cocoa beans, these bonbons are pure artistry. See his work at pietyanddesirechocolate.com or call five. Four four nine one four three 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 to order for pickup eleven to seven Tuesday through Saturday at the store twenty seven twenty seven South Broad Street Piety and Desire Chocolate
2: Chef Run's Gumbo Stop is a great little place on Causeway right by the interstate with a neighborhood feel to it. You'll find some delicious gumbo here: chicken andouille gumbo, seafood gumbo, and the house specialty mumbo gumbo, which is a combination of both. Great fried chicken poor boys and other local specialties. Ron says I cook it like your mama would and he does. 11 to 9 every day but Sunday and Monday. 2309 North Causeway
3: 8352022.
2: I get misty just holding your hand.
3: Yes indeed. So after that after lunch, familiar. after lunch I was about to go back and get the roast beef poor boy from Sayas anyway just because we were there to do some investigating, but we didn't do it. But you were kind of intrigued by Saez, huh?
2: Saez, yes. I'd seen it all my life. It's a funny-looking name.
3: It's a gigantic bull out front. Is it a bull? Oh, well, no, it's a cow. Mm. There's a cow out front. It's on the highway in Mandeville. It's right next to Mandeville shop, and it's just this little superette. That's what I wanted to talk about. I'm fascinated by little superettes now. Little superettes, like Terra Nova's, which is where you're going to find the real butchers. This is where you're going to find the real butchers. Like, uh, we went in, Mary Lee has become interested in a place near our home called Artigues. Artigues, yeah, which used to be, which used to be, uh, and. It's like in downtown Abita, if there was such a thing as downtown. Down, Abita is at the crossroads of Highway 36 and Highway 59.
5: Always and a place to look carefully.
3: Yes. In. And there's, there's a gas station, and there's the Abita Brew Pub, and a snowball stand, and a church, and a bank. But there's a, a store that's been around for a really, like, really long time, kind of cowboy looking ish. <clears throat> And now it's called Artigues. Artigues. Artigues, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Who was that guy, Ron Artigue or Rob Artigue, who used to work the front door somewhere? Here we're going to go again to trying to remember this stuff, which was an incredibly boring show yesterday, so I don't want to go down that route. But um, Artegues has this guy named Trey, T R E Y. Who has some sort of arrangement with Artigues where he's doing the cooking, and he's also on Instagram, and he has a really nice Instagram. And our daughter, who's on Instagram for us, has brought to our attention a number of places just because of the pictures on Instagram. So Instagram has a lot of value. Anyway, uh, they when he's got something different, he'll put it up on Instagram. Like we love. Smoked beef ribs. I know you don't, Tom, but we do. Smoked beef ribs. Ribs. Beef ribs. It's really, really good. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, like 16 hours smoked beef ribs. So we went over there to get some. They were excellent. But she'll say, oh, you know, Artigues has such and such. Artigues is a place I would never, ever go except that I'm going kind of a lot now because of Instagram. All right, I've got. We'll finish this story after we go to Ron, the gourmet waiter. Hey, Ron.
6: Hey, good afternoon. How's everybody doing on this rainy day?
3: Well, it, it is, is actually
6: uh,
2: raining now. It is quite <laughs> rainy, uh, as you can imagine. And we're really we, we could be sliding along on a on a boat or a or
6: a paperclip or something.
2: I'm
3: waiting for the house to slide into a sinkhole. Yes, Ron. How are you?
6: I'm doing well. Uh, I exchanged some food pictures with Henry, the gourmet radio expert. And okay. uh, he was telling me that he had made a gumbo. And I told him that that's kind of an adventurous dish to do at home because it's not for, it's not for everybody. You know, Amateurs. You've got you to get the thickness right and everything. And anyway, so I, a long time ago when I was learning how to cook, this is probably 30 years ago, I saw Paul Prudhomme uh, do a recipe for a gumbo. And instead of making a roux, What he did is he used the sweet potato meat from inside cooked sweet potatoes. What he did is he cut the cooked potatoes in half, used a spoon, and scooped that delicious orange sweet potato meat out. And when it comes time to thicken up, that's what he threw in. Now, I did a shrimp and turkey gumbo, which was per his recipe, and it was phenomenal. So every once in a while when I make a gumbo, and I've told Henry to try this as well, and I think he wants to. Uh, try subbing the sweet potatoes. It's going to make kind of an orange-looking gumbo, but it's fabulous.
3: Well, gumbo in the in the areas where Henry's dad is from, we're talking about Henry like he's not there, um, they, they do, the country way of eating a gumbo is to put sweet potato in it. Isn't it, Tom? Don't you put like a side, a half a sweet potato? Your mom was from... Was yeah, it pure part? Where was put, she from? We
2: put the whole potato in the oven, and we cooked it until it got soft but not uh-huh. turning into hard.
3: Yeah.
2: And, uh, and then you put it there with the gumbo, yeah. and, and we also put it in with things like... Uh, so
3: you had like a, a bite of, su- of sweet potato with every gumbo <coughs> and rice spoon, right? Mm-hmm. So it would be like a, a spoon of gumbo and sweet potato.
2: It yeah. works. Yeah, it, but, that's, that's, but you tell me
3: that's the way country people eat it. Is that right?
2: I know a lot of people. I'll bet you we get one with my just saying it. Yeah. Here's the idea, just in case you missed this. Uh, in Cajun country and out in places like where my mother comes from in the middle of Louisiana. Cottonport, right? Cottonport, okay. exactly right.
3: Henry, is that near Appaloosa's Hop- mm-hmm. Cottonport?
5: Hmm?
2: Cottonport? I have to admit I don't Opalousas? know. Appaloosa's uh, is, I'm sorry, a, a lapis <laughs> The, the place I'm talking about is right smack dab in the middle of a of map of, of the state of Louisiana. Cottonport? Mm-hmm. Cottonport's uh-huh. right in the middle. Okay. And uh, so where were we? we and
3: Appelousas is a little south
2: Appelousas of that. is a, down the way a, a good yeah. bit. Yeah,
3: okay. Uh, so anyway, so that's, the point was that that's how country people eat sweet potato and gumbo. So it's not really all that big a stretch for him to start out with the sweet potato as part of the gumbo.
7: Yeah.
2: What's the whole
3: point of that?
2: And uh, my mother always made that big point that uh, having the sweet potatoes in the gumbo does it. And it does. It really is good. It might sound funny to you, but try it out. It's easily made and it's uh, fantastic.
3: All right. So, Ron, you tried this potato thickener for the gumbo and you liked it. I did. I I loved
6: it. I've tried it several times. I've probably made it 10 times.
3: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh huh.
6: Now, what I do is I make the sweet potatoes. I mash them completely so that they kind of dissolve in the uh, stock and they will thicken up. What you have to do is once you put the mashed potatoes in, you want to turn your heat up and you want to kind of stir constantly because you don't want to burn the bottom of your pot with the increased heat. But the, the more heat you have, that's when the potato, starchiness of the potato kicks in and thickens up the dish. Um, so that's basically yeah. it. Anyway, great show as always. Y'all have a great afternoon. My pleasure calling in.
3: Take care, Ron. All right, so Ron is tutoring Henry on cooking. Is that right, Henry?
5: I think you could say that. Yeah, absolutely. I, <laughs> I'm learning so much from this whole show. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so here's what we've decided to do with you, Henry. Oh we're let gonna me know, have you we're, we're, we're gonna have you step into uh, the the um, do you remember this um, uh, you shook it and it was called the magic eight ball
5: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, but yes. probably when
3: you were a kid. do you remember that when you were a kid?
5: Uh, answer unclear ask again later. That's yes. it
3: there you go there you go there you go okay. So we're going to treat it like the magic eight ball. So Mm. on on Fridays, because it gives you the weekend to investigate things for a little part of the show, we have to figure out when this will be, but always on a Friday, um, we're going to have you step into the magic eight hut and, um, and we'll play, you can play some music. You know how it's like water that, like if, if it's a dream sequence? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have you ask the questions. We're going to be sort of the magic eight ball people. Oh, and I you see. Ask the question, and then we'll do the dream sequence, and then we'll come up with your answer and your mission for the weekend. <laughs>
5: well, that sounds fantastic. I look forward to it.
3: Okay, so that's that's what we're gonna do. We can start that Friday if you want. I'll, although we'll, we've already got you investigating Muscas, so we can, we'll, you know, we can wait until you report on the last one before we do it again. Okay? I think that's so a good when idea. You, when you do the report, then we'll we'll go ahead and move you on to the next one. Okay?
5: I am I'm very looking forward to going to Muscas. Driving that okay. seventeen miles into the middle of the swamp sounds like a that's good right. deal. <laughs> good that's deal.
3: Right. But you have to just want a word to the wise. Please. I mean, I know that GPS is there, because I can't imagine what it's like trying to go to Mosca's before GPS, but your GPS will guide you, but you will be mystified, and you will almost certainly drive past it at least once, even though your GPS is screaming at you, because it's <laughs> such an unassuming building. It's It's just like this one little clapboard house that looks like it's someone's house, and a tiny little sign. Oh. So it's almost universal that you have to do a U-turn when going to Moscow's. Wouldn't you say, Tom?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you looking for the actual copying along your way down the roads, or are you uh, looking for n- notes on this? The-
3: well, we're, we're sending Henry to Moscow's because it, it's sort of a, a raw message for someone in his situation. Uh, he is new um, to not the scene, because his his dad is from here, and he's had a lot of experience with being in the area, but Mosca's is a place that you would really not automatically go to. It's like a place you would hear about and eventually find your way to. Oh. So we're going to send Henry. What?
5: And I'm sure so many people are in the same shoes as me, where they they know many of the more popular restaurants and right. all that sort of stuff, but right. these recommendations, Bosco's across the, uh, across the lake. Right. Moscow's great things for people to learn about so they can learn right. along that's with
3: me. The whole part of the show. Okay. <laughs> so, um, all right. So then we're going to, let's have Henry do that first. But remember to bring people because it's expensive and you're going to want to try things. And and it's all served sort of family style. Okay. Oh,
5: sounds like a party.
3: All right. all right. It is definitely a party. So that's uh, that's his first mission. And then we'll see how it goes from there. But, um, but we're going to be his little magic eight ball. So you're going to have to find that kind of music, Henry. I don't know. Not music, but that sound effect.
5: I'll be and, on a journey. You know,
3: the dream the dream sequence. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's, uh, that's Henry and Ron have established sort of Ron is mentoring him with cooking. So we're going to sort of direct him from uh, from our perspective. Um, Henry, in Opelousas, I mean, that's the home of Paul Prudhomme. So he was long gone by the time you ever showed up there, I'm sure. But his legacy is heavy there. Uh, are your parents still in in California?
5: Uh, yes, to a degree. We're actually getting uh, selling the California house very soon. So not for long. They'll be down here again. Um, and I think they're looking
4: forward oh, to it. okay.
3: Oh, good. Okay. Well, I'm that's that's happening a lot in California. <laughs> anyway, it is. It is. All right. <laughs> five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are just, you know, doing nothing much but talking about food, and that's what we do here. We do have two that's guests. It. They are both women. One of them is going to talk about a. It's called. I'm gonna to have to look it up. The plate, and it's a program that is. Um, ending this at the end of this month and it's like a support women's empowerment thing and then we have a female chef that is part of the uh queens kitchen queens of new orleans so we have two of those both in the three o'clock hour and uh until then we're just you know blathering on as we always do about food but you know what there are worse things to bladder about for sure Anyway, five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are going to uh, finish up. I guess we pretty much have finished up talking about our visit to Bistro Byron's. I'm kind of curious as to anyone else's opinion of it. They do a very good business, and it's extremely Mandeville. Mandeville is a thing, and Covington is a thing, and they're very different things, and it's very much a Mandeville scene for sure. All right, 556-9696 is the number. If you would like to talk to us, we would love to hear from you. We're just, you know, cutting loose here this evening. We'll be back after the bottom of the hour news right now.
8: Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Kevin Barnhart. Calcasieu Parish Sheriff's deputies have charged two teens, a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old, with the murder of a 53-year-old Lake Charles man found lying in the road last week. The murder happened sometime around 11 o'clock last Thursday night. Sheriff Tony Mancuso says this is an example of why parents need to be involved in teenagers' lives. Why were they out that
7: late on a Thursday night? You know, there's no school functions going on. I mean, we just have to do a better job uh, as a society of not tolerating this.
8: The American Federation of Teachers threatens to back safety strikes in certain areas of the country if more is not done to assure the safety of teachers and students when fall classes resume. Louisiana Federation of Teachers President Larry Carter says in hotspots across Louisiana, union members are having active conversations about potentially staging safety strikes.
6: There are some local affiliates, even here in Louisiana, who have members and as well as community supporters who are seriously thinking about is it safe to really reopen the schools.
8: LouisianaRadioNetwork.com. If you
4: love Zydeco music. Let the good times roll, smoke free. If you love winning.
9: Let the good times roll, smoke free. Rockin' rockin'. If you love
4: karaoke but sing off key. Let the good times
9: roll, smoke free.
4: If you love Louisiana and our distinct way of life, it's time to protect the air it breathes. Whether you're living it up or making a living, people everywhere deserve smoke-free bars and gaming venues. Do your part to support a smoke-free Louisiana.
2: Some people may be done with COVID-19, but COVID-19 is not done with Louisiana. We have to pull together to slow the spread. Wearing a mask and socially distancing will keep us safe and healthy. Do these things and winning at this is a slam dunk. Isn't that right,
1: Zion?
10: Thanks, Governor. Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans, and I want to encourage everyone in Louisiana to wear your mask. I mean, I think they're pretty cool myself. Stay safe and wear your mask.
2: I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madam, with you.
3: Yes, you won't. That's all I get? You won't. Yeah, well, that's it. That's. Uh, you just have said the one or one line or two. Anyway, uh, Mister Byron's had good Sinatra music. I was enjoying that as well. Steve is on the line. Hello, Steve.
10: Steve? I just wanted to tell you that it- after I asked my wife the name of the restaurant that I couldn't think of yesterday, I remembered it when she told me. Albasha.
3: Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. But you that don't, wait, rogue. you do or you don't like Albasha? I, I don't. Okay.
10: I, okay. I don't, especially after comparing it to Mona's and Ramal and uh, yeah. um, what's the other one on the South Shore that has the grocery store? Biblos. Mm-hmm. Be below, uh, that has the Steve, I just don't know what
3: to say. I don't know that this area is going to support more than one place like that.
10: Yeah, well, it's obvious. You know, look at what happened to Mona's and Ramal, and they were both very good, in my humble yeah. opinion. Also, um, yeah. are y'all supplementing Henry's salary, sending him to these expensive places?
3: I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Say it again.:
10: Yeah, are uh, uh, y'all supplementing Henry's salary for sending him to these expensive places?: <laughs> You know, he's a poor radio guy, you know?
3: Oh, that's right. That's right. That's why I told him to bring friends. Bring friends that are richer.
10: Yeah. Hey, I'm, look, doesn't Tom fuss about that when you invite friends and then you ask them to pay their own?
3: Did Tom ever do that? Because Tom never did invite people to pay their own. Tom always picked know, up the check for saying. everybody. Tom
10: doesn't like you to do that. If you invite somebody, yeah. you pay for yeah. it. Yeah,
3: yeah so now you're that's right.
10: Tom, you're telling Henry to break Tom's rule there <laughs> and to go spend all his money.
4: You're, you're, you're everybody bride, thinks that
5: all of my oh, money is, is
4: carried say? in. In my
2: pocket or shoved on my. uh, I'm
4: sure
3: that Henry has money to go to places that he wants to go. So we just have to tell him he wants to go to Moscow. But he does want to go to Moscow. You do, don't you, Henry?
5: Of course, of course. Yeah, Yeah. Steve's just giving you a hard time. I told him on the phone not to get. (laughs) Go easy on him, Steve. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I want to. I'm so happy that you recommendations.
3: Steve, uh, this would be two calls in a row where you're picking on us. Know, yeah, it's true, huh? Yeah, it, yeah, it is. is it hour. is. Anyway, we tried to follow your advice and go to science I know today. You
10: that was, I was glad to hear you at least tried. Yeah, you've got to call ahead if you're going to do it at yeah. the lunch hour. They are swamped at the lunch hour.
3: Yeah, well, uh, they certainly appeared but, to be, yes.
10: But remember, I said it's a good $7 Poor Boy. I'm not saying it's a great roast beef Poor Boy, it's good. But, you know.
3: Okay. Well, if it's not good, tell us it's not good. Because, like, if you're going based on price, then that's not, you know, that's, that's, well, that's anathema to it's, Tom.
10: It's not as good as Train, I promise. Okay. You know, okay. uh, it's not okay. as uh-huh. good as bears. But, okay. you know, it, it is substantially cheaper. Now, their catfish, poor boy, I think is very good. Uh huh. Um, okay. Their shrimp, poor boy, is pretty good. And it's 7 bucks, too.
3: Mm-hmm.
10: Okay. You
2: know,
3: so right. he, I had one of those just
10: last consideration. Are we you know, are
2: we having them over here tonight? I seem to recall that we're not. Okay.
3: Anyway, um, no. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm starting to become fascinated by the. I'm glad we went because it made me think that I would like to try to talk about little grocery stores that oh, I are. I love
10: them. I really yes.
3: do too. They you have I mean? they have their own charm and it's it's a different world it's the place you go if you really want a butcher to specifically cut something for you
10: oh yeah, it's where you go yeah. and did did you see any liquor there
3: i yeah yeah
10: <laughs> <laughs> i mean they've
2: got when did i lose more. control of this program
10: <laughs> about about two years ago, about a year.
2: That's and a half ago. to
3: say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Take a deep
10: breath, folks,
2: and let's tell one another what we are doing to one another. Uh, and uh, and because I've got some pretty good stuff anyway.
3: It's more like about a year and a half, Steve. That's all I okay. need.
10: Yeah,
2: more
3: like a year and a half.
10: Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, about a year and a half ago, Tom, you lost control. So, <laughs> and does it help? <laughs>
3: Yeah. I think Hell it does yeah. help, Steve, don't you think, think? It, it absolutely it's does.
10: Tough. I think, you know, Marianne it's a a is going food show. great I think he's just are, going
3: on without you, Steve. Oh, I,
10: I'm used to that anyway.
2: Steve is you know, still talking,
3: Tom. Our program
2: of the year for coming up on five years, so uh, we're pretty good at it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but can, we,
3: wait, Tom, you're being rude to anyway. our caller. Steve is still on the line. Uh, did you have something else, Steve, before he runs you off?
10: No. It's okay. <laughs> we can can do better than this we we can do better better than you,
2: uh okay so it's raining like crazy no it's not
3: raining anymore Tom it's not raining Tom is Tom is rallying to control the program go ahead Tom go ahead
2: oh no we have (laughs) right now uh it's it has kind of cleaned up but that's the way it goes yeah I'm glad about that Uh it's the food show there's one uh one item in here, though, that uh, no one has so much as mentioned about. What's that, Tom? There is someone uh, who is a, a pretty significant uh, item in the uh, the Saya. The Saya uh, Clark, or, the gourmet truck driver. That's it. Yep. hmm Just jump on it and uh, <laughs> and uh, tell everybody about it in three months from now. So anyway, uh, uh, that's that's true though. Uh, Clark, however. Uh-huh. Is no longer with us. Yes,
3: that's and true. and we
2: all knew that. Yes, uh, but well, Henry might not
3: know that because he doesn't I'm, know who Clark I
2: don't is. know whether uh, it was his birthday today or no. something like that. But uh, we are, for some reason, celebrating him. Uh, and uh, but any chance I would ever get to celebrate Clark, the gourmet truck driver, truck driver, which he really was, every part of that. And if it sounds funny and must be weird, no, it really worked. Trust me. Well, it is kind of
3: weird. So maybe you ought to explain the connection, Clark.
2: Clark, the gourmet. Truck driver. Truck driver. He really was was actually a a truck driver. Big truck operator for Saya. Saya, which was a New Orleans. For Saya. This is a lot of people don't know this. It was founded here in the New Orleans area.
3: Well, I'm I'm imagining that the Saya. Place that we went today and Saya, the truck lines probably have some familial connection, although I don't Very know much what so. it would be. Um, oh. We could have asked that, I guess, if the line hadn't been so long, but that's what brought Clark, the gourmet truck driver, to Tom's mind today, being at a place called Saya.
2: So, anyway, my point here is we can make a connection between Saya and uh, uh, producing uh, the kinds of uh, things that move around, all kinds of... Uh, trucks. Truck, Yeah, trucks. Uh, Deliveries. Uh, yeah, from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it struck my
4: uh, top of my hell.
2: Yeah. And uh, I thought, you know, we ought to bring this up. And so here okay. we that's what we did. And now we Consider
3: we're done.
2: it done. All right. It's the food <laughs> show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. What you have for lunch today? <laughs> Let's see. You know, uh, uh, do you remember the name of the restaurant... We had breakfast this
3: morning. Okay, so Bistro Byron's is where we went. I never did finish talking about the burger that I had, which was sliced in half, and I thought that was kind of interesting. And it was very tall, and it looked for all the world. Had it been on a white bun, I ordered it not be. Uh, I wasn't going to eat the bun anyway, but I was kind of curious. I got it on a seven-grain bun. And it would had it been on a white bun looked exactly like the houston's burger and i won't get onto houston's tom will just (laughs) go back into a snit if we start talking about houston's again but um it was Filled with lettuce and tomato and pickle and a little mayo oozing out, and it was a beautiful thing to behold.
2: That was a roast beef
3: pork boy. No? It was, was a p- hamburger that a I hamburger. got at Bistro Byron. do that. Yeah. And it was served with fries that were clearly frozen. And um, I thought that the fries, I, I, I went ahead and, even though I liked the chips, I went ahead and kept the order of the fries, which is what comes with the burger unless you specify otherwise. But I was curious to see what the fries were going to look like. And I, I thought that they might look and be better than what they were. They were basic, ordinary fries and a little mm-hmm. bit greasy at that. So I didn't eat any of those, but the chips looked fresh cut and I don't understand the concept of cutting them yourself and then freezing them. That's the second time I've heard that in a month. And previous to that, I never heard, and it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, that's what they're doing at Bistro Bikes. What
2: is it that's being done?
3: Where, you know, f- fresh cut fries
2: uh-huh. are a thing. Yeah, what is that? I've seen that all my life, and I've never heard of uh an explanation. Okay, it
3: means that they're cutting them in the back. Although, cutting them in the back. Although, that's, that's not exactly true anymore. If mm-hmm. you see the words housemaid or hand cut, it's more likely that they are doing it in the back mm-hmm. rather than fresh cut. Fresh cut used to be the buzzword to look for, but it's not so much anymore. And I've been tripped up a few times by that. But but when we were at a beat a brew pub, I asked about them. It it indicated that they were. And I asked to to be clear on that, because I do always like to be clear on that. And they said, no, actually, we no, it wasn't a a brew pub. It wasn't a Brew pub. It was at China in Hammond. China. China mm-hmm. in Hammond. Yeah. And he said, Gina, yes, heard that. yes, we're fresh. They're fresh cut. And he said, We cut them and then freeze them and come back and use them. And I thought, That's the weirdest thing I ever heard. Because once you freeze them, they don't fry the same way as if they aren't frozen. So it's a totally different thing. It then becomes a frozen fry. As usual, I could talk endlessly about fries, and I've already done that a million times before. But that was what was with my burger. At mm-hmm. Bistro Byron's today,
2: but it's still uh, uh, Saya's uh, was the
3: oh, we're back to Saya. Uh. Saya is a little meat market slash superette, and I've become very fascinated by them. Terra Nova is my favorite. Um, Saya is cute. Artig's is something that I'm becoming really interested in too. But if you go to the back of all of these places, and I'm sure you have a dozen of them out there that you could talk about to Zara's, places like that. New Orleans is sort of riddled with places like that. But um, if you go to the back, that's where the real butcher is. That's where all the real stuff is that you don't see in a more generic supermarket.
2: And it's terrific.
3: Yeah, it's really good. Anyway, five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. We'll be back right after these messages. Ding. Downtown Covington is home to the English Tea Room, 20 years now. Think Scottish eggs for breakfast, high tea in a truly British setting, scones just like you'd find in Britain. If you can't visit them in Covington, see their tea menu online and order specially blended tea shipped out the next day. But you should visit. Think about a birthday party or a bridal shower there or a high tea. Gift cards are $20 off with a purchase of $100 or $10 with a $50 purchase. The English Tea Room, 734 East Rutland in Covington, EnglishTeaRoom.com.
2: Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, four six six two zero nine seven. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem
3: words to eat by tom you have some interesting words to eat by these are words i understand implicitly you will not they are from sandra boyton who is one of my favorite kitty book authors research tells us 14 out of any 10 individuals likes chocolate
2: well do you like chocolates i mean is that the point
3: (laughs) Yes, that is the point. Speaking of hamburgers today, Tom, uh, about 100 websites say that this was the day in 1900 that Louis Lassing created the hamburger at his lunch wagon in Connecticut.
2: Connecticut. New Haven, What's to the be name specific. Of, I, I think Yeah, it's called true. Lewis's.
3: Yeah, it's called Lewis's.
2: It's, uh, it goes back quite a ways. Actually.
3: 1900. Yeah. But you say that you, you don't believe that because there's too many other stories about the hamburger's origin. Ground grilled meat appears too often in too many cuisines in too many parts of the world for anyone to claim originality. And you couldn't find anything about this Lassing guy in your books. But your books are, are failing you, Tom, because that is the place that is credited with the origin of the hamburger in this country. And this is the country that invented the hamburger. I mean, it's probably called something. I mean, it's called Kefta Kebab in Turkey, you know. But in this country, the hamburger was created by a guy named Lewis in New Haven, Connecticut.
2: Well, you know, I I see that, and the thought comes to my mind is, okay, uh, this is all pretty solid, uh, except that why get worked up over a hamburger anyway?
3: Well, I I realize that's always been your point of view, but you have to realize that not everyone would concur with that. It's called Lewis's Lunch. Lewis's Which, tell me the
2: Lunch. name of Lewis's something. Lewis's uh, Lunch,
3: it. and it is a place in New Haven, Connecticut, that is credited with being the place that the hamburger first debuted. Has anybody been there? I've never been to Connecticut. No? No. There are six states that I have not yeah. been to in this country.
2: Can I, I remember the the time I went. I was uh, following the uh, d- uh, the dire- direct uh, pace that Superman used in the in the uh, version of it that was on TV.
3: Tom, remember when you were um, Kakucha Man? What was this? Kakucha Man. <laughs> what Kakutsa Man? Is that what you were, Kakutsa Man? Mm-mm. A Kakutsa. A
2: Kikutsa. It's something you, you have in the, in the summertime.
3: Yes. But, uh, and, and they're grown here, aren't they, Kukutsus? Pretty
2: much this is the I only place. I never
3: see them, and I never see them at the supermarket. Why nah, do you think that is? Because it's a it's ridiculous thing? It's se-
2: very, very seasonal. <laughs> it's kind
3: of a ridiculous thing. It's a very long thing, isn't it? It's a squash, kind of, sort of, right?
2: It goes from
3: Yeah, it's like, it's like three feet long.
2: That would be a small one.
3: Is that right? Really? Yeah. Okay, but is I've it seen a squash, Tom? S- is a kukutsa A squash? Want,
2: it's a, Why is your a,
3: kukutsa not on your edible dictionary? I right, because seen
2: it. it's out of season.
3: It, does it ever make your edible dictionary? I haven't gone through all 365 um, of them. No. Uh, that, I mean, if you're of,
2: talking about them, but I've never found those just on the street. You know, I've, I've never seen that turn up. There's no reason why it shouldn't, and I don't know if it means anything. Because it's a uh,
3: ridiculous thing. Tom, what was the origin of your Cucuta man?
2: It's mainly my uncle, uh-huh. and he lived about two Tom, blocks in back stories. of, uh, uh, and he uh, he uh, he was a very Italian, uh-huh. but very uh, much a feudy, uh, foodie foodie. Uh-huh. And so he, is this uh, the one
3: that introduced you to the poor boy? No, no. Okay.
2: And uh, anyway, we would go out into his backyard, mm-hmm. and he had. uh oh, so he was growing them. Five or six uh, of these
3: oh, okay. uh,
2: jobs that were hanging on the uh, the the uh, curtain, and he. Uh, uh, I was going to bring that up because it's an interesting product, and uh, the problem is, as far as I can tell, there is no uh, uh, any kind of. Flavor in these things.
3: Well, it's the same thing as same is true of um, an alligator, not an alligator pear. What's that? What's it called? Uh, a merloton.
2: That's it, a melaton.
3: Is, is it also called oh, an no, alligator no, pear? Uh, huh? Is it also called an alligator pear?
2: What, uh, I've seen that. What
3: do New Orleanians call a merloton?
2: A melaton. Melaton. It's a, yeah, it's a. Uh,
3: it's a tasteless thing
2: yeah it it's got very little <laughs> it's a taste
3: tasteless thing,
2: and so do these um these yeah kukutsas. yeah yeah ko has anyone
3: ever had kokutsa, and what is a kukutsa? and how have you ever cooked a kukutsa? I'd be interested in hearing that, yeah. Tom was Kakuzu Man for a while when you were about six years old, right? Tom was this Kakuzu Man, uh, was yeah, the that guy that's about right. who was saving the world. This was in uh-huh. you were um, you had a cape and everything, right? As I recall correctly, a,
2: a cape and
3: yeah. In other words, instead of Superman, you were Kakuzu Man. Do you remember oh, that? I
2: I, I don't I, remember that one. Before.
3: Oh really? Wow. Yeah, okay. I, I just. I think I, I think your sisters told me about that at one time.
2: Yeah, cut them up. You you steam them, uh-huh. and you're you're on your uh, the correct uh, aspect of this. You, there isn't a lot of flavor in there, and it's also that's those um, mel- melatons, They have a lot of same, the same thing. issues.
3: Yeah. It's a squash. Okay. It's a so squash. It's a squash. And it's yeah, a very it's long it. squash. It's a very large thing and a long squash. I mean, like a really long, like, like a silly thing. Maybe we'll try to grow some here. The kids would probably find that interesting. Uh, but if you've ever grown kukutzes, uh first of all, why? And second, if you've cooked them, I'd like to know what you did, and I would guess it's probably the same thing that you would do with a yellow squash or a zucchini. And I can't imagine that any restaurant has ever served kokutsa. If you've had it in a restaurant, also, please call. And if you've ever seen it in a supermarket, please call. It's, uh,
2: it's really more than anything, it's a novelty. Yeah. And uh, – you know, you, and, uh, a lot of the guys who grow that in their backyards where their dads and uncles have done it for a million years, they set it all up, and there there it is, and they have a lot of fun with it. But it's, uh, it's one of those things. Look it up, uh, folks.
3: Well, I'm, I'm doing just that. See you. C-U- I'm, I'm looking it up just Kukurza. now. But it, I don't even think it warrants. I don't Might think it local. even warrants its own uh, wiki. It, it's That's sad. It doesn't even get its own wiki. But it is, uh, there is a website that's gardening know-how. Cucuzza is a summer squash in the botanical family of Lagunata, uh, which the, boasts a plethora of other varietals. This is
2: so distinctive and so local. Uh, can I throw this out to the crowd? If you have ever in your entire life had cucuzza, It's
3: Italian.
2: C-U-C-U-Z-Z-A. That's how you spell it. Uh-huh. And if you are talking about the November or December It's a
3: summer squash. So get out
2: of that! It's a summer right. squash.
3: It's a summer and, squash.
2: And tell me uh, if it delights you It's related you anyway.
3: to the calabash. I've never even heard a of that. Calabash.
2: Hmm.
3: Yeah, uh, known a as a water be. gourd. So yeah. Um, yeah, it can grow two. <laughs> it can grow two feet in a day. That's about right. Two they're, they're very feet long. In a day. This sounds like something I'm gonna to have to send the boys so that they can do it. Yeah. And entertain themselves. Our oh, number is
2: two six oh two six oh no, that's not, that's nope. not that. Two, not even
3: close, Tom. Five five six five, nine six nine six,
2: six. Five five six nine six. Yep. Nope. Okay.
3: Five five six nine six nine six. I'll get it yeah. one of these
2: days. <laughs> but when you do, make sure you check in on uh
3: I think Tom got that. the the number for the last place right before we left. I think you got it maybe a year before you left. so anyway, two, six, uh, five five six nine six nine six is this number. And as usual, we are not uh, doing much of anything but just you know
2: well the rain just, has been falling like crazy, but uh, you know not it's not it's really. we can
3: we not can really here's your deaf dining rule number one eighteen, Tom. A restaurant with a bowl of mini-flavored chocolate at the desk at the front entrance charges, on average, a dollar more for everything than a restaurant with starlight mints. Um, Where have you ever seen a restaurant give chocolate away? I've never seen that. Well,
2: once in a while, you get chocolate from all kinds of people.
3: Well, I've never seen a restaurant, I mean, I've seen a restaurant with starlight mints, and a lot of them, and then you see them with those those kind of bubble mints that sometimes have chocolate inside of them, but I don't bother with any of those anyway. But um, I've never seen a restaurant give chocolate out, except Revolution at the end of a meal in their little jewel box. Which is definitely an interesting presentation. We hear that Revolution is supposed to come back in September, from a very reliable source. I hope that is true. Do you
2: remember what this was called, or what uh, the the thing that uh, you saw? I don't know. I didn't get enough details. On
3: the reason that Sandra Boyton is quoted about chocolate is that it's National Milk Chocolate Day today. It is today? Oh, yes.
2: Well, no wonder we have I don't something. really
3: like milk chocolate. You don't? No, I don't. Huh. Well, I what don't. kind of chocolate do you like? The darkest of the dark. The dark? The darkest of the dark. I think mm-hmm. I think 90% is the best because 100% is too bitter. And 85% is still too much sugar. So I've never seen a 90% bar, but I would imagine that that's sort of like the right place for me, just for me. I mean, you know, our daughter loves milk chocolate. There are a lot of people who love milk chocolate, but um, I am not a proponent of milk chocolate. And um, if you like dark chocolate, usually I think people... People hit on like 62% or 72% as being the right amount of sugar. Unfortunately, you do have to have some sugar in chocolate in order to make it edible, unless you're doing cocoa, because if you're doing hot cocoa, there is sugar in the milk that you put in the hot cocoa, and even though it tastes a little weird at first, it's actually quite delicious uh, if you use the 100% Coco. we need to get our friend Andrea Ballard on uh, she yeah. is on from time to time usually like once a month or so she's the baking girl who does the baking podcast well, sure
5: like to hear uh, that.
3: in Seattle with her friend in yeah. the UK so we're overdue to get her on but um, I don't know we'll have to think of some theme for her to to be on and tell us what she's going to be baking Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you would like to talk to us, we are having a guest. We have two guests coming yep. up, uh, one at 3 o'clock and one at 3.15. fifteen. Oh. are two women, okay. and one of them is going to be talking about a women's empowerment program uh, that ends actually Friday or the end of this month. And then the other one is part of the Kitchen Queens of New Orleans hmm. series on WYES and uh we had diva dog on the young lady who is the diva dog food truck owner she was with us last week and now we're going to feature another one at 3 15 today her name is tanya and uh and then we're going to go back to our blathering at 3 30. so that's All what's right. coming up here on the food show for this tuesday today yeah. tomorrow we have stan and i have to thank him for sending us the pinto beans, I received my pinto bean shipment today. Hmm. All right. It is uh, three o'clock It's time for the news at the top of the okay. hour.
1: Hey, this is Adam Schubert. Join me on the bench Sunday nights at 7 p.m. here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana.
11: What's going on in Portland, Oregon? Federal courts are under attack. Since when is it okay
8: to try to burn down a federal court? The attorney general also says. If someone went down the street to the Prettyman Court here, that beautiful courthouse we have right at the bottom of the hill, and started breaking windows and firing industrial-grade fireworks in to start a fire, throw kerosene balloons in, and, and start fires in the court, is that okay? Is that okay now? No, the U.S. Marshals have a duty to stop that and defend the courthouse, and that's what we are doing in Portland. The public is
11: honoring Congressman John Lewis today as he lies in state at the Capitol. He will be outside the East Plaza steps before he is moved to the Georgia Capitol tomorrow. This is USA
9: Radio News.
11: The public is paying respects to the late Georgia Congressman John Lewis in the nation's capitol. He will lie in state most of the day outside the capitol's east plaza steps before returning to Atlanta for funeral services. Republican Congressman Dan Crenshaw of Texas reflects on the life of the late congressman.
0: He does these annual uh, walks where we, where his members of congress go to the bridge and uh, he tells members of congress the stories uh, of, the, of that march. and. I, I'm saddened I didn't get the opportunity to do it. Um, it's uh, it, the man is a hero. He's a, he's an icon uh, for our country, not just for the civil rights movement, but for the American spirit. And um, I'm I just I look forward to honoring him this week as he lays in state.
11: Remington, the nation's oldest gun company, is filing for bankruptcy for the second time in three years. The firearms maker saying they're struggling financially with high interest costs and lawsuits. You're listening to USA radio news
1: are you tired of high cable tv rates sign up for dish today and get a 500 hundred dollar bonus offer while supplies last plus locking
0: still some overcast skies tonight the rain tends tapering down we'll have a widely scattered shower thunderstorm and then rounds of storms and showers should return tomorrow and some of that could become locally heavy early morning starts off 70s rain cold spots tomorrow but the highs should make it into the mid 80s before the showers about the area followed by a round of two of storms repeated Wednesday with additional tropical moisture in place. Towards the end of the week, less rain chance, a little more heat pulled back up as a result. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is
1: working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits. For more information, visit CDC.gov.
2: Oh, hey, this is the end of the show.
3: Not
0: really. Not really.
2: Uh, and, and I know that uh, some people would get a little bit uh, unnerved if they saw. No, they haven't. Couldn't possibly have run through all three of the shows. Hours. Yeah. Well, here we are. We've done it. And
3: uh, maybe I, some people might be relieved based on the first hour. No,
2: so that could be. <laughs> but I, there were a couple of things that came out today. It's the food show, and we're giving you as much information and enjoyment as we can as we sit here. Uh,
3: in Some the, days it is more enjoyable than others. I have to say, it is, yeah. we have a guest, Tom. I do. Yes, uh-huh, we a do. live guest.
4: No, that's <laughs> I think too much. She's to live.
3: The church lady.
1: Oh, the church lady. The
3: church lady is her name. Hey, Liz. This is Liz ah. Brokman with Fidelity Bank. I'm glad you told Henry that we know you. This is what you call narrow casting, people. Um, broadcasting is when you broadcast to everyone and narrow casting is when you talk to someone like, you know, them, which it turns out we do.
12: Hi. Yes. It's so nice to talk to y'all. I'm very excited
3: to be on here with you. <laughs> can I, can I get a little bit of this? Yeah. So wait, yeah. you, but you were, uh, you, this is, is this a new career for you in five years? No. No, I, I volunteer at Holy Name of Jesus as a
12: wedding coordinator. So that's my okay. my weekend thing. I've been doing that okay. for fifteen years. Um, okay. What I do at, at Fidelity Bank is I'm I'm in marketing, and um, I, I just I love the wedding so much. Having I have two sons, so it's my girl fix.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that wedding that you were the uh, wedding coordinator for the church five years ago. Uh, has produced two lovely little boys. So um, oh, we have two goodness. little grandsons.
12: Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Time flies. That is wonderful. It, it really yeah. does. And I love hearing <laughs> that. I love hearing the stories like that because um, obviously I've, I've seen a lot of weddings.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, all right, so you are here. Um, thank you for all that you did for that. That was a very special day and a very special time, and uh, we will always remember it fondly, uh, but time does definitely move on. So let's uh, yeah. talk about what you're here for today, which the Plates Program. What is that?
12: Well, so um, Fidelity Bank started this program called POWER. It'll be almost three years uh, in October. It stands for Potential of Women Entrepreneurs Realized. And I'm the director of it, so basically I'm a I'm the relationship builder and and um, and networking person to bring all of these people together. Um, the when we started, um, it was I guess right after, Culinary Week because I I'm all into Restaurant Week, Culinary Week, and I said, wouldn't this be awesome if we could do something that was going to highlight women in hospitality, the women that are in the, the owners of the restaurants, the general managers or the bartenders or the, the sh- head chef. So my mm. that was what I wanted to do, but it took me a, a little while to, to get that approved. So once I was able to um, get that rolling, we mm. paired up with Louisiana Hospitality Foundation because Ooh. their executive director is also a female, Jennifer Kelly, and uh, we wanted to have a philanthropic portion to that and they were the perfect fit because the Louisiana hospitality Foundation helps hospitality workers through right. crisis grants mm-hmm. and education so last year was our first year and we we invited restaurants not just power members but we invited any any of the restaurants who were owned by women or run by women and um, and I'm going to tell you this briefly just so I can sh- tell you how we're doing it this year but They each donated a gift card to be um, uh, raffled off each week. Or, no, not each week. We put them all together, and we had one big raffle at the end of the month. And so you'd register, and then we pulled the name, and one person won 30 gift cards at at least $25 or more to all of these restaurants. Um, And with that, each of them had a specific um, thing on their menu that – if a person bought that, they would donate, the, not not the customer, but the restaurant would donate a portion of that dish or that drink back to the Louisiana Hospitality Foundation. So we were able to raise money for Louisiana Hospitality Foundation. We were able to highlight these powerful women that are doing all these great things in restaurants and bars and, and hospitality um, and also talk about power. So... Fast forward to 2020, and, you know, we've got COVID, and um, I I still wanted to do this again. Um, I think that giving the, you know, the local restaurants and local businesses this type of, uh, I guess, spotlight is very important, and I also wanted to still help the Louisiana Hospitality Foundation. So, we changed it up a little bit. So... I know you you said already that it's going to end by the end of this week. But um, what we have done is we went to only our power members. And instead of asking them to donate the gift card, we purchased the gift card from them to give them business. And then we've also given them a, a $100 gift card, a Visa gift card that they could give to one of their workers, to recognize them for, you know, being there on the front line or an incentive for, you know, being a part of something that they're doing. So it it, it was a way that Fidelity Bank could give back to the community and give back to our members um, at the same time as highlighting them and still keeping the Power Plates campaign going. Um, the. the so- part with the foundation, the, the philanthropic part, we had to tweak because instead of having um, them donate a portion of the, the uh, dish that they were selling, we're asking the, the public to make a donation. And they can make it in the name of a powerful woman in hospitality, anybody. They can um, make that donation through the website. And then Fidelity is going to match up to $2,500 of those donations. So. So that's in 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 a nutshell. Um, How do they donate? That, okay, so I was going to get to that. So we have a website. It's www.power-plates.com. And when you go to that website, you'll see all of the restaurants that were participating. You can register to win. But this week, the two uh, gift cards that we're giving away are to Pascal's Manali, and to tsunami so um i'm really excited about both of those um i am a foodie myself and so i try to go and visit each of these restaurants um you know each week and i've been doing little videos with them and uh introducing them to our social media following and it's really fun and it's you know it's it's a way to to support our local restaurants but um I'd love to go through and just tell you the different restaurants that have participated.
3: Yeah, would love to hear it. Because I'm, I'm sure
12: you've, I'm sure you've been to all of them, but um, we started in June with Two Jacks and it was like the week right before they closed. So we wanted to, to highlight them. Uh, and then Saffron was our other one. Um, mm-hmm. So Two Jacks has Candace Ladder of Ladder Hospitality and... Saffron is party veal queue. Um, saffron lamb chops make me drool when I think about it. So. <laughs> I, uh, there's a I just lot of, love There's them. a lot of droolable
3: things there.
12: Yes, yes. Um, the second week, we went to um, two more of the latter hospitality restaurants to Claret and the Bower. And um, and the Bower had just opened,
3: so, or before COVID. So, it was like those are something. both latter restaurants, aren't they?
12: Yes, they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're both on magazine. Um, and then the next week we went out to River Ridge. So, we had Kelly's Village Inn, and which is a, a stomping ground for me because when, in, in, when I am working from the office, I eat there a lot. And the other one is Rosemary and Rue. Have y'all heard of them? No.
2: I've heard the name, but I don't know what it is.
12: They they do a lot of catering, but they opened up uh, less than a year ago. They're uh, on Tallulah, and they have specials every day. And I'm not a meatloaf person, but, oh, my God, their meatloaf is, like, like, so good. Like, I would never order meatloaf anywhere. Yes, it's in River Ridge. It's called Rosemary and Rue. And it's owned by two powerful women, Katie Cox and Ashley Kiefer, um it's it's so good you can go on their facebook to see their menus during the week and it's it's they change it up but it's Uh really great um the next week was neo's and casa so Mm. i had never been to neos before but i've been like three times since then because their food is really really good she's Um, coming on
3: next she's like the next guest She's in the oh queue right now. <laughs> oh, well, I hope she's listening. She's be talking. She's about in the awesome Kitchen Queens of New Orleans series on WYES, and she's coming up next. Hmm. Oh, that is fabulous.
12: She is wonderful. We had a great time. When I, I did a little video with her, and um, you're talking and about we, Tanya, we just, right? Tanya, yes, yeah. yes, uh-huh. look like. Okay. yes, she was awesome. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to go back again. She's she's on my list of going back to. Um, and that same week, we were, we featured Casa Borrega, which Linda Stone is part owner in that. That's uh-huh. um, wonderful. Oh, I love their Mexican restaurant. Um, the next week, we went across the lake. So it was Just Chillin', which is an ice cream, snowball type of little place. And then Sticks Barbecue. Um, both uh-huh. of those were in Mandeville. Uh-huh. And then... July, we featured Fry Meats. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's Diane Kransky, is that how you pronounce her last name? Fry Meat Meat Company. Oh, you're talking about uh, Gretzky.
3: Gretzky. Gretzky, Gretzky.
12: yeah. Um, So they were in uh, the first week in in July, and then they were also with Pizza Platoon, which I got to say, if you haven't ever had... Pizza platoons pizza. You got to go try it. They they make a cauliflower based um, crust that is so delicious. And
4: Henry, Henry's um, going
3: to be really. Uh, Henry is our producer, and he's um, he's learning what the food show will do to you. It just make you think about <laughs> food a lot. So you're you're firing him up. So we're going to have to oh, uh, <laughs> hang on a second, Liz. We're going to take a break. And we'll be right okay. back, but you're, you're firing me up, too. So uh, we're going to come back with Liz Brokman, who is talking about Fidelity Bank's Power Plates program. We'll be right back.
2: I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Desalman's catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-1469. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so
3: inviting? All right. Yes, indeed. Uh, I want to mention that uh, Bistro or you should go say hello to Archie Siraj. He is back, and we are very glad to have him. Okay, so Liz Brokman is on with us. She's from Fidelity Bank talking about the Power Plates program, which is a women's uh empowerment restaurateurs uh and all people in the hospitality world in the louisiana uh new orleans area. uh so all right, you were talking about meows and then continue.
4: Oh
12: so uh pizza platoon um Oh yeah, the, pizza the platoon. Pali- I don't know the that the either. Cauliflower they they are in, in Oh okay. Pizza okay. platoon. Um they support the veterans uh, you know, United States veterans. And um, so that's the platoon part of it. And mm-hmm. um, it's it like I said, the cauliflower crust pizza is really yummy. Uh, the next week was Copeland's and Roly Poly. And I've, mm-hmm. I have found myself eating at Copeland's a lot this, this past couple of months because it's close to my house and they're doing great with social distancing. I mean, everybody's in their masks and they're obeying all the rules and everything. So it's been a really good place for me to go have some meetings. Um, last week the, uh, was Dardano's Gourmet Cheesecake and my mama's House of Cornbread Chicken and Waffles, which is another one of my favorites. And they just opened their second location in the Pythian. So mm. Nikki Mackey and her sister, um, their, their original restaurant is on Crowder Boulevard, New Orleans East. Um. I mean, the chicken and waffles, to die for. So um, another must must try if you haven't been there. Okay. Um, and then this week, as I said, the last week is going to be is Pascal's Minnelli and Tsunami. And um, I'm, I'm so excited about that because Minnelli um, is, is my mother's absolute favorite restaurant ever. Yeah. And we have to go there for every special occasion. And, of course, we get the barbecue shrimp. So, um, this week I will be connection there though.
3: What's that? What's the the women connection there? Jessica, Jessica Brandt is the new owner. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Well, they, right. right, Yes. Okay.
12: Pascals, uh,
3: right before he passed
12: away. And now Jessica has taken over. So,
3: Okay. She well, they've they've been saying behind. it's the nephew Carmen Provenzano. So, um, so I think it's like a probably a partnership between those two. Probably so. so I was thinking of going um, there
2: for lunch today.
3: Oh well.
2: But uh, we didn't you didn't make, make it.
3: it. <laughs> we didn't make it. <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, and,
2: it's great to have that restaurant back in the in the uh, yeah. world today.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, they no, weren't ever really gone, but they, they did. True. They yeah. did switch over. Anyway. All right. So go ahead. Well, that, so that, that completes our list.
12: But um, most importantly, we we are so happy that we can highlight these women and just, you know, make a big deal about it. We we chose the month of June and July because it was before Culinary Month and um, Restaurant Week, and we, we didn't want to compete with that, but we wanted to kind of give the same feel to it, um, yeah, to encourage uh-huh. people, go to these restaurants, support these women, support these local businesses and also supports the hospitality foundation which supports all of them. And yes. so um, the the website again I'm going to say it again is www.power-plate.com.
3: And we to. And love so when they, they to go to the donation. website
12: mm-hmm.
3: when they go to the website they'll be directed to how to donate.
12: Yes. So okay. they will have Um, and I'm going to pull it up just so I can read it to you exactly. Um, They will see uh, a plate with, you know, a place setting. And when you scroll down, you can see, make it register, make a donation or um, see the website for the LHF. So, uh, you can do everything there. You can register mm-hmm. to win your gift card. You can donate to the Louisiana Hospitality Foundation. It actually takes you to their link. And when you mm-hmm. get to their link, then you can put in, if, if you know, I mean, there are so many women in hospitality and restaurants, you know, today in New Orleans. So there are so many people that you can recognize. And
0: yeah.
12: um, it, it's it's a way to, to bring and attention support. to that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah all right well thank you very much for coming on and this is and now this is the end of the month is friday so is that the end of their opportunity to but, donate or it is, no it is not the end
12: of the opportunity to donate please okay. um that people can continue to donate we won't be giving out the gift cards anymore but right. they uh-huh. will still be able to donate to the hospitality foundation and um and we're going to do it again next year hopefully next year will be bigger and you know it even, even bigger. I hopefully won't have this COVID thing that's going to
3: mess us all up. <sighs> all right. Okay, well, it's really nice to talk to you. And uh, I'm glad that you told, um, Henry, that, you know, that we have this connection because I wouldn't have put that together otherwise. So a little sweet memory. Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it, Liz. Thank you so much. Have a powerful day. You take care.
2: Bye-bye. A powerful day. A powerful day. That's the best kind you can
3: have. I think. Are we having a powerful day? I don't know. It doesn't feel like it. It's the
2: food show. It doesn't feel
3: like a powerful
2: day. Mary Ann's here, too. Hi. Hey. Hi. (laughs) Having fun today? I mean, we're we're rolling over a few extra notes to some others of our listeners. Uh If you have anything on your mind about eating, about wine, cocktails, uh, you name it, this is what we cover all the time. We might discur with what you have to say, but we, we go back and forth, and it's a lot of fun. We're in a, in the whole idea. We're in it of to adding, win it. it what did you say? <laughs>
3: Nothing, I'm just being you silly. Just We're sorry. in it to win it.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> win it to win it. I'm no, in it told. to win in it. In it to win it. All right. Well, I don't have a dog around here anyway. So okay. uh, anyhow, we will uh, continue our broadcast well, we're not, today. We're not
3: leaving yet. We're
2: not leaving no, yet. No, we have
3: we have half an hour mm-hmm. left, and we yep. have about five minutes. If anyone would like to call us, five five six nine six nine six is the number. Culinary is starting. Culinary.
2: You know, I haven't checked that in the last couple of days. Uh, but...
3: Well, we got a note from Richard Hughes from the Pelican Club. Yeah. Who's going to be on the show Friday? He's going to call in no and tell us about That's his menu. News. His menu for uh, for culinary is always one of the best of the best of the best. And uh, since it was his anniversary last Sunday, um, I thought that I would just have him call in himself, and instead of us telling you about their great culinary when menu he, that he, he can do it himself. Anyway, so I know Tom. He has so many of long time friends. Yes. Yeah anyway all right so uh back to national chocolate milk day i will read what you have written here which in typical tom fashion is not very much because tom is not a chocolate person tom does not understand the passion that some people have for chocolate even i guess uh, even the chocolate milk milk chocolate is what i'm trying to say Uh, It's National Milk Chocolate Day. Milk chocolate became popular in the United States when Milton Hershey rejected the methods already perfected in Europe for blending milk into chocolate and devised his own. His technique, a closely guarded secret, still caused the milk to sour a little giving Hershey's chocolate a distinctive taste that Europeans find puzzling and less than appetizing. But it's so well established as the flavor for milk chocolate here that everybody imitates it to one degree or another. Milk chocolate is in decline these days. Dark chocolate takes over more and more of the market because of its alleged health benefits. Yes, that's all true. Mm -hmm. It is a superfood, as I like to remind my older sister who used to always tease me about my breakfast, which has, for my entire life, been chocolate and milk, <laughs> even when I had to fight my parents every single morning. That well, as was long what as they can I get had. there, yeah, that's
2: uh, that's it.
3: And and it turns out that the breakfast that I always um, that I always had to defend and apologize for is really the breakfast of champions, milk and chocolate 5569696 is the number i read a fascinating book years and years ago called the chocolate wars i remember that yes did you ever read it tom or did i just read it? i don't think i I think did, i was the only one who read it because i have a chocolate yeah that, that would wouldn't amuse right, me. right right but i think that you got it from someone who i guess wanted to be on the show and when i saw it I picked it up and I started reading it because I am, as I've been, you know, quick to mm-hmm. say, a chocolate fiend, and the idea of a book written about the Mars Company and That's the Hershey's Company—that
2: might be the best uh, book on that subject, because uh, it, yeah, it was it good. It captures was really good. both sides, yeah. both guys in the deal, yeah. and uh, they open up the closets and showing what really is going on. They talked down. about
3: Milton Hershey a lot uh, because he was a really significant human in American history and um, and he was a visionary for sure and he both- had it, both socially and uh, economically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. And he, um, That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, he really sort of pioneered um, people who lived and worked in the same place. And Hershey is an interesting place if you have not been there. But um, there is apparently such a toxic rivalry between the Hershey Company and the Mars Company that
2: goes back. Yeah,
3: that. Uh, what is it? It's, it's corporate espionage at its highest.
2: It was. It was uh, worst
3: example, and it is difficult to um, just the way that tours were conducted and everything. It, it's it's really it it's very pervasive between those two companies. I don't know if it's still like that. I would imagine. I guess it probably is. It's sort of a corporate culture thing, but it goes back a very long way.
4: Time for the bottom of the hour news here at 3.30. We'll be right back.
0: Louisiana Radio
4: Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. Louisiana's COVID-19 testing has hit another hurdle with the
12: turnaround time and the supply chain for the reagents needed to get results. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex B says the strain put onto the state's testing capabilities could soon have an impact on who's eligible to be swabbed at community testing sites.
6: If you have no symptoms, you have no contact with anybody who's ever had COVID or even recently had COVID, we're probably going to have to start turning you away from our community-based testing sites, those walk-up and drive-up sites.
12: In an effort to stop youth COVID transmission, the governor's office releases a PSA featuring half a dozen young people describing the serious symptoms they had as a result of COVID-19. The most recent wave of cases has been driven by community spread among young adults. The PSA ends with young folks imploring their
4: friends to mask up getting it to our parents, our grandparents. Because the way that I reacted to this virus is not the same way that your parents or grandparents will react to this virus. We want to get back to normal.
10: So it's really on us to kind of keep this whole thing down.
4: LRN.
9: Okay, pump is going. I should go and get some lotto tickets, but I hate filling out those play slips every time.
12: I'm taking care of that now. What? I'm filling out our numbers for lotto right now from my phone.
9: Yeah, right. Can you also order me some chips and a soda?
12: Wow, and here I thought you were Mr. Technology. You haven't heard of the Lottery's new mobile app?
9: Wait, the Lottery has a mobile app?
12: Yeah, it's really cool. You can create and save your own digital play slips,
5: as many as you like. Then just scan the phone at the register and out comes your tickets.
9: Oh man, what else can you do?
5: Well, you can also check your tickets to see if you're a winner.
9: Nice, no more waiting in line to see if we won.
5: I know, you can also choose your numbers a bunch
12: of different ways. Like I can just shake my phone and random numbers come up.
4: Get the power to play your way in the palm of your hands with the new Louisiana Lottery mobile app. Simply download the app wherever you see the QR code. Available on Google Play and the App Store. Must be at least 21 to purchase. You need a reason to smile. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. 12 specialty flavors like Cafe Olay and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Ponchatoula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that. Don't miss the Po' Boy Ice Cream Sandwich New Orleans Ice Cream at stores all around town. See all our products at neworleansicecream.com. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Oh,
3: I like that one.
2: That's a good little thing. Yeah, I
3: like that one. We've been having fun here at night uh, watching Sinatra videos so that Tom can get prepped for his rejoinders. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Tom, happy anniversary!
2: Thank you. What am I? It's my adventure. Uh, <laughs> it's the anniversary,
3: anniversary of the internet edition of the New Orleans menu today. In nineteen ninety seven, really? is the first date that your internet version of the New Orleans menu appeared. Oh. You had already been publishing it for twenty years, because I think you started your print version in seventy-seven. Right. Yes. But it moved online today in nineteen ninety-seven. You have that yeah, here had, we are. You had already been publishing it in print for twenty years, but the idea occurred to you that you could pull some of the articles together and send them to people by email. You started with a few hundred addresses collected from radio listeners, and you weren't quite sure whether doing so would be even legal according to the rules of the ISP. Nothing untoward happened, so you continued to send the newsletter every week. Gosh, it's hard to imagine, if you think about it, folks, that period of time where your email wasn't flooded with emails. I mean, this was in the beginning of the Internet, and no one really even had an email address, I guess, except a few of your – hundred of your listeners. But anyway, uh, you increase the frequency to three times a week at the beginning of 1998, then to five days a week, and here we are. Here we are. Yes. Actually, here we're we back to two days a week now.
2: <laughs> what, well, you don't like the- uh, what? a deal that we were doing here?
3: Uh, you weren't trying to say No, that no, we've changed the newsletter though. It wasn't oh. daily, and now it's back to two days a week. Oh. It's much bigger, but it's two days a week. Gosh.
2: I'm, I was still going on at uh, three a, a week. You didn't so.
3: realize that it's two days a week? Well, you're not really doing it, so. No. you No. Know yes you're in the emeritus chair now oh good (laughs) is it comfortable is the emeritus chair comfortable tom
2: uh it uh depends whether uh he said guy only
3: sometimes i think is the answer to that tom and vegetable history today potatoes
2: potatoes
3: what do we have on that are widely eaten throughout Europe with each country having its special way of preparing them. But none of that existed before this date in 1586 when Thomas Harriot brought the first spuds to England. They came from Colombia, not far from where the plant originated. It's hard to imagine what European food was like before that and all the other New World plants that are now staples had arrived. You guess they wanted French fries, they had to use parsnips. Yeah.
2: Parsnips are funny to have used for that because forest, um, parsnips are much more used in the United States than in Europe.
3: Yeah. yeah. Parsnips don't have very much flavor.
2: They don't. They're starchy a little bit, they look like carrots when you look at them right. from a distance. Uh, but but starchy like like that is, and uh, so it's it's a, a kind of thing. It turns up more in old uh, documents and uh, recipes from you know months or years or who knows hundreds of years. Do
3: you remember yeah. when you had that little um, you know throughout? We've hosted Thanksgiving here for something like twenty five years, and there was a phase that you went through where you did a casserole. It was sort of like. A dauphinoise, but it was melaton, parsnips, and what was the third one? Was it carrots? Uh, they were. It was a root vegetable casserole. Do you remember it?
2: I do vaguely remember that. Except melaton's weren't a root
3: it vegetable. It was my,
2: uh, 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 it was the uh, Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah, it was a root vegetable casserole that you ro- did for yeah, a
2: while. A, 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 well, ratabugas. Raggedy, rutabagas? Like, rutabagas, yeah. Rutabagas, so
3: rutabagas, rutabagas, parsnips, and melitons?
2: Chop them up into the size of a quarter, maybe.
3: Uh-huh. And you cook them until It's like a dauphinoise, Tom, it was slices. Yeah, well, you could do that. Yeah. You, you have It was some, good. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it didn't taste like much because all of the vegetables in it didn't taste like much. Well,
2: that, that, that particular vacuum vacuum is uh, something that's typically very soft, it's not like carrots or uh, okra or, or anything like that for the most part. You know, there's a lot of variation on it. But I think it's one – I think that's a, uh, an item that you can put into your recipe and you'll find uh, that you have improved it.
3: I need to try a kakutza. I need to find that. Kukutza? Yeah. I'm kind, well, of, I'm kind of thinking I need to find some kikutsu so two. that I can get the seeds and send them to the boys because if something grows two feet in a day – that would be really interesting. I would want to see that myself. Uh, so the the casserole, the root vegetable casserole, was short lived. It only went for a couple of Thanksgivings, and then it just sort of fell time out of I ever favor.
2: Met. Actually, that's not true. I did. Uh, they were so big that I would cut them up and use them for other things, like side dishes. So it can be done. It's not a strongly flavored item. Well, no, that's what I'm
3: saying. None of them have any taste. Merloton, kakutza, none of those have any taste. Squash doesn't really have any taste. I mean, these are things that sort of absorb the taste of whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you're putting in it, which is why when you have um, a stuffed eggplant, as we like to say. Eggplant? Yeah, it's stuffed with crawfish and shrimp and things like that Mm -hmm. because that's what gives it the flavor. I mean, I don't think eggplant has very much flavor either, although I think it has more flavor than, than squashes tend
4: to. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's valid. Is,
3: is Marlotton a squash? What is that? It it's is, Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's a, a fruit. They're not exactly the same, but they have a lot in common, those, uh, various kinds of, uh, uh, items like those two.
3: At, at and, the house of my family of origin, we had a melon vine, vine that grew on the back fence. And it was very proliferate. And we had a harvest of melatons forever, but they're not very good. So we had to figure out what to do with them. And we, we stuffed them with all kinds of things. Not, uh, not one of the great ones, I would say.
2: Yeah,
3: true. But potatoes, on the other hand,
2: well, that's a are find. Everywhere.
3: Potatoes are a find.
2: But it's French potatoes.
3: Any kind of potato. What's your favorite kind of potato dish? Uh, I don't have a friend. I, I hash, browns. hash browns. Hash browns. Hash browns are good. The
2: that's, that's you're cheating Hash now, browns
3: because, are pretty m- good. Mary Anne. I do make the best hash browns. Does
2: indeed. Henry,
3: here's a here's a recipe for you. Do you like hash browns?
5: I love hash browns, as, as, yes.
3: Okay, if you like hash browns, I've done a lot of research on hash browns because I love hash browns. And the frozen ones were never really up to what I, I wanted to think of as a hash brown. They were not worthy of real hash browns. Mm-hmm. So in my research on hash browns, I figured that you had to cook the potatoes first somehow. So I, when I baked potatoes, I didn't finish them all the way. I brought them right before the point where you would take them out and serve them so that they're not overdone or underdone because a potato that's baked but underdone is, not, is, is a, not a pretty thing. But it had to be right at the point where you would have taken them out right before that. And then you put them in the refrigerator overnight. And then the next morning for breakfast, you throw, okay, we do like our butter. So, but my daughter in law does not really like butter. She's one of these people who looks really good. And that's a big thing for her.
2: And then there's so people who she's like cut
3: down on butter. the butter that we use. Mm-hmm. But there was a point where we were doing for a griddle, say, four potatoes, big ones. I'm talking about big. Um, spuds that you would use as a baked potato Mm -hmm. for four of those we might do like a whole stick of butter Mm -hmm. so this is sort of an optional thing depending on your need to cut calories but you throw probably two to three tablespoons of butter into a pan or on a griddle preferably like a cast iron thing Mm -hmm. and you put you know like a handful or more of chopped green onions and you let those get to be where they're almost well after after you've you know, sort of fried them for a little bit while you're, those are going while you are shredding on a a grater, you know, palm down on the skin and you grate the potatoes on the large grate side, not the thin one, but the regular, the normal one.
5: Right.
3: And then you, you do that right onto the griddle and you just let them, as Tom likes to say, I have one particular, um, Uh, level of cooking, and that is to turn it on high and just walk away, which I do. (laughs) And this is perfect for making the best hash browns. So you just leave them there, and they start crisping, and then after they look like they're really, really burning, you flip them over and put some more butter in there, and salt and pepper, and voila, best hash browns Mm you will ever have.
2: Well, we had some good ones today uh, when we were... uh running around and uh not good hash browns these were no actually actually that's not true it was uh it was in fact uh french fries but they were they had that crisp quality
3: yeah they were very very crunchy it used to be that
2: you couldn't get away with that but they got away with it and it's actually still good Yes. So uh,
3: that's a- well. I am known for my hash browns, and those are the best hash browns you will ever have. I mm-hmm. am absolutely certain of that. Salt, pepper, butter, green onions, potatoes. Oh, they sound Oops. delicious. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's my favorite potato, but there are plenty others. We'll be back after these messages.
2: Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294. 4815 Conti Street. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousins salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds. All wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette. 644-4992. Mimi'sbarandgrill.com. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island,
3: too. Yes, indeed. The Edible Dictionary word of the day is mocha. 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 Do you like mocha? Mocha. Uh, Tell me again what
2: that is. Having
3: a flavor with characteristics of coffee and chocolate. Chocolate. The name is that of a city that stands at the southern entrance of the Red Sea. Once a major port for coffee shipments, it gave its name to a variety of coffee whose flavor had a natural similarity to that of chocolate. It had such appeal that in European coffee houses, the flavor was faked up with real chocolate. The mocha flavor is found not only in coffee, but in a wide range of pastries, cakes, and candies. I didn't realize that. So there's a coffee that actually, by its DNA or makeup, has a hint of chocolate to it. I didn't realize that. They really do. I didn't realize that.
2: You know what else tastes the same, very similar? What's that? Coffee and chicory, with chicory in it.
3: It doesn't that, taste like chocolate, though, that, does that it? Really?
2: Yeah, it's definitely chocolate. It has a
3: chocolate flavor? It definitely coffee has Coffee and chocolate. chicory, Tom? Well, really? Uh, I don't think so because I, you would be like it. I'll be here
2: in the studio after
3: the program, and you can come over and I'll show it to you. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> no, I don't, eat, I don't drink chocolate. Oh, okay. But I can't imagine that you would like coffee and chicory if it had a chocolate flavor because...
2: It doesn't. I don't add it to the chocolate flavor. I just put in the. Coffee well, yeah, I know. Separate, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if it great. has,
3: if it has sort of a chocolate thing going to it, I can't imagine that you'd like it because chocolate is not one of the things that you like.
2: I like chocolate, okay. uh, and I like uh, okra too. <laughs> and actually, I didn't mean to say
3: chocolate that. okra. Huh. Chocolate
2: with. Uh,
3: has anyone thought of that what? chocolate okra? What I would mean, they say? I mean, if you—I mean—that doesn't sound good to me. I'm just being facetious, but—but um, but, you know, if you can have um, if you can have pepper Talking in chocolate chicken. or chilies in chocolate, why not okra? I mean, I don't like chilies or pepper in chocolate, but I remember I was having—you um, know—in the old days, Tom, when we used to travel together. Yes,
2: yes. yes well, okay.
3: Right. I'll finish this after we talk to whoever this is. Who is it? We have a caller.
7: Oh well. Uh, yes. Can they be accessed? Hi. Yeah. I, I I, I, yes, I had a comment about Louis's lunch. You had mentioned it.
3: Yes, I, I also, yes, yes. Uh huh.
7: I went there years ago when when I had several friends at Yale, which is in New Haven. It it's an old building about built in about 1895. It's an old tannery. It's a square building, very, very small, with a lot of carvings. Of course, it's a college town they They cook the hamburgers in a, in, in, in a vertical gas grill, and they're made of, of five five steak pieces. they They toast the the white bread on in, in a vertical gas gas toaster, I guess it's called. There's no ketchup allowed in the building. Huh. Huh. And uh, you can get uh, sounds
3: tomato. sounds like company burger.
7: I guess so. They um, they uh, uh have uh chips, uh, potato salad and pie as sides. And then uh you can get uh onion, tomato, or cheese whiz on it.
3: Huh. Okay. Cheese whiz, you said? Yes. Uh oh, okay. I guess that's just it's- a new a New England kind of thing. Is it good? A lot
7: of such things. Yes, it's very good. Very okay. good. You'd be surprised. Uh huh.
3: Okay. White. It, it,
7: it, it it it's white bread toast. Okay.
3: Yeah. Right. Uh huh.
7: And and it's but it's very tasty. It's greaseless. It's very good.
3: Uh huh. And you said it's steak pieces.
7: It, it it's 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 five choices of steak that are ground up each day. Uh huh. They've got it, a it, uh, they've got a sign up that says. This is not Burger King. It's my way.
3: <laughs> now, who is it? Louis? is this like Louis' descendants, or has it been uh, yes, sold, I, I, or do you know anything like that?
7: It, it used to be the Lesson family, I think it was. Right, right, uh-huh. Yeah, so that's that's the guy who owns it now. Maybe descendants of Louis. I don't know.
3: Okay, so in other words, it is still in the family.
7: Right, and- right. It's just like
3: what fourth or fifth generation.
7: I I think it's been around 125 years, so.
3: Yeah, it's it's 1900, so 120 years, 1900. Yeah, yeah.
7: Hmm. Well, it it, it, uh, it started off as a as a uh, a wagon. A truck. Food wagon.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: Well, back then it was a food wagon.
3: Yeah. Uh
7: huh. In
3: 1895. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So it's definitely yeah. worth going. Going to and it's called Louie's Lunch.
7: Louis' Lunch, it, okay. It, and it's just open for for well, maybe a little after after uh, five, but not not much longer.
3: Uh huh. Okay. The the
7: That's... the other comment I had was about Sia's. Y'all were talking about Sia's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. To, uh huh. There used to be, I guess, the beef room was a Sia's run run place, wasn't it?
3: Oh, was it? Was it? Did the Sias run the beef room, Tom? Was that part
2: of the family? I don't think so, but but in recent times, one of their big, big uh, picking up and and leaving behind uh, operation was practically across the street from Sias, which I think may still be there. Hmm. That that makes sense,
3: though. That makes sense. Um, How did you...
7: And, and, and then one of the brothers Bob Saya was Bob Saya who who ran a a restaurant bar in Desterhand uh, which was called Sayas and the
3: Oaks. Hmm. Okay. And and do you know if there's a connection between the Saya family and the trucking? I guess so, huh?
7: Yes, yes. Bob okay. Bob Saya came from a fairly wealthy family and, and it, it was through the trucking company. And Bob, used to play. He 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 was an all-American at Tulane playing football. This is back in the 50s. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, you are a wealth of information.
7: Well, <laughs> I, I, I knew about Louis because it it it's always stuck in my mind. I mean, it's been probably almost forty years now since I've been there.
3: So. Oh wow! Okay. Huh. Yeah, yeah so it was only eighty years old back then all right right well if uh, I ever get up there i I definitely plan to visit there and and see it because i I've known about it for a long time and I knew that it was credited with being the original hamburger so do you know anything well, else that, about the story and how it came to be aside from the yeah. fact that it was a wagon
7: uh the the original hamburger was was done for a man who 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 had to go, and so you, he, he had to have something, you know, that, that he could carry. And so they uh-huh. made this hamburger. But but, there, but there's another story about it, too, that, that some sailors were in, in there from Hamburg, Germany, and that's why they called it the hamburger.
4: <laughs> I don't know uh, about the story. I,
3: At the same time, in other words, the man who had to go and yeah, the sailors were there? That's a uh-huh. true story. Huh. Okay. Right. Right. And, wow. And then there's,
7: there, there's another uh, deal that, that the Yale college students, I guess it's a big game to sneak ketchup into the uh, <laughs> restaurant. But but, <laughs> you're caught. but if you're caught, you're immediately thrown out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: now, you know, I, I said that that's, that's like company burger, uh, which annoys me. Completely, because you're not allowed to have, I think, tomatoes there or something. But okay. um, but, but I don't know. I feel like in a place like that, that's such a legend and has been around for 120 years, if it's worked for you for 120 years, then, you know, more power to you. Right. You know? it, it, it's,
7: it, it's kind of like the Billy Goat in, in Chicago, uh, you know, the old uh, Saturday the Night Billy Goats Live. place that,
3: in Chicago, Billy Goat Tavern. I've been there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
7: Yeah, they, what about it? they they serve uh, cheeseburger, the cheeseburger, chips, chip, Coke.
3: Wait, they do that's what it. with Coke? What?
7: They they that that's where the Saturday Night Live skit came oh. from with the Uh huh. The so, you know uh-huh. cheeseburger, cheeseburger, chips. You
3: know. Uh huh.
7: <laughs> Have you ever, ever seen that?
3: No, I haven't. I haven't. But I, I've okay, heard of the Billy well. Goat Tavern. I know Tom has been there. Um, uh, yeah, it, the Billy Goat
7: is is what they call. Uh, I guess Chicago has has above ground and below ground, and the Billy Goat is below ground. Uh huh.
3: So, was that a Dan Aykroyd thing?
7: Yes, no, uh, it, I don't think it was, a, was first it, it uh-huh. was an Aykroyd Belushi skit that they used to do on okay. on Saturday Night Live. Okay, I see. But um, it's based on the Billy Goat
3: okay I get it all right well you know you have been such a great caller I would love to give you something do you want anything because I have a $25 gift certificate for um for Rosie's on the river uh I have a a swag bag which you can put something that you're looking for but can't find at the store because you just have to tell grocery goddess and she'll get it for you um, okay, and, do, I, do I have Ann
7: to, going to be go and us. get it or what?
3: No, no, well, it depends on what it is. Uh, the, the, the gift certificate is well, easy guy. to be mailed. Uh, the other one, where are you?
7: Um, I, I'm in Jefferson Heights.
3: Oh, okay, so you, you're in town. Okay. Right, All right. right. All right, well, if you, uh, if, you, um, if you can hold on and have sure. Henry get your email and tell us what you want, we'll send it to okay. you, okay? Okay,
7: thank you. Right? Okay, thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate
3: it very Bye. much. Great call, Bye. thanks. Thank you. Very informative. And that's the answer to the Louis. So I started to say I've, I've not been to six states in the United States and I have to do that. That's on my bucket list before I go. Uh, they are Indiana. Um, I'm trying to, I think that might be Indiana. New Hampshire, Vermont, Connecticut. I think that's it. Kentucky used to be on it, but I nicked that one not long ago. So, yeah, those four. But anyway, I definitely want to go to uh, Louie's lunch if if I do make it to New Haven. We're just about done for the show. We are done. Um, Well, you're done (laughs) Tom, you know what? I was looking at the rest of your almanac, and you had some interesting restaurants in there that I wanted to get to, although he was a much more interesting caller than what I was going to say. But there is a list in here of some, um, it's like the Holly Grove Market and some restaurants that were participating in an event that they had. And um, Iris is in there, along with Mila. Do you remember Iris? Mila was Slade Rushing, who we have to track down. He's in London.
0: And mm-hmm. I want to follow
3: up with him, but Iris, I want to say, was in that space that is Boucherie that stopped being Boucherie, but is Boucherie again, which is right off of Carrollton on—I don't know the name of that street. I want to say Jeanette, maybe.
2: Jeanette is uh, over your- near. Was
3: Iris was Iris off Carrollton at Jeanette? Yeah. Okay, because I think I went there once with you and Dr. Bob and, and his wife yeah, at the time. Really, I think you're right. All right, that is it for the show for today. Um, it is uh, Stan coming up tomorrow to give us a report. He sent his beans to me today, a really cool package. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be sending us some stuff, so uh, we can put that in our prize our prize roundup. Um uh, the internet, um, happy anniversary, Tom, for your, for your internet version, which is no So go to no menu.com. It's been around now for a long time. Oh, it's a long, long time. All right. Uh, that's no That's where you get the podcast. If you miss something, if you want to share the show with your friends, this is a, a harmless little respite from everything else that's going out there. Your friends would like to hear about it. So Show them the podcast on nomenu.com. We have our Instagram at the New Orleans menu. You can also pick up the show on the Facebook page, the Tom Fitzmorris Facebook page. Emmy the Story Lady for your kids and grandkids on Anchor and Spotify. That's E-M-M-I-E. Tim McNally coming up next with the Dine Wine and Spirits show. That's it. Good night.
9: Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Monday and Wednesday live at noon for New Orleans Today on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana.
11: Over a new stimulus
7: bill are underway. And we know that the process of reaching out to the Democrats uh, has begun. Obviously, that will be led by Mark Meadows and Stephen